popcorn ready. I'm here so I won't get fined. It's about the stupid, I gotta say, it's the stupidest thing in sports. No! What? Get your big butt out of here! Hello, fantasy football enthusiasts, and welcome to Season 2 of the Fantasy Guides Podcast. I'm Casey Rippey, and as always, I'm joined by the creator of Fantasy Guides, someone who doesn't know the difference between the DC and Marvel universes, but can tell you what year the X-Men movie came out, my older brother, Stephen Rippey. I am also joined by someone who could name all four different Robins in the Batman series, (laughs) former player and current analyst, our host, Jesse Preston. Take it away, Jesse. Yeah, we uh, we got together this weekend and we started doing a little bit of uh, DC and Marvel trivia there. And, and that is really interesting, Casey, because, yeah, no, no idea. Steven has no idea about any Robins or anything else, but could tell you the, the year that the X-Men movie came out, I'm sure. Well, it, it's DC, right? The better of the two. <laughs> well, the, the comic. So the comic books are better, but the movies, it's not close. DC just keeps putting out garbage movies, honestly. Yeah, there's so many now. I think they they figured out how to do special effects very quickly now. Um, <laughs> it used to be like, oh, this movie took a decade to make. And so we'd be so excited for all the new um, superhero movies. But now they're coming out so frequently that I used to catch all of them. And now I barely catch any of them. I don't know. About I, know. I feel I like we should uh, just go over them a little bit for Steven so he can make a decision on which universe <laughs> is better. Okay. So on in Marvel, you have Spider-Man, Iron Man. Uh, well, Iron Man's dead now. Iron Man's dead. The X-Men. Um, who are the other big names? Well, I think it, it totally depends on whether you're talking about reading the comic books or watching the movies. Because the DC, DC has better stories and comics and characters. Marvel has way better movies. So it, I think it just totally depends. Well, here's the problem. Where, where does Batman live? DC. I really like Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. And I actually, I, I still kind of like Superman, even though it's ridiculous and <laughs> it's kind of pointless to watch. Cause whenever they get in these big fight scenes with Superman, it's just like carnage and destruction, but there's like, they, they, they get, they punch each other and nothing happens. You know, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it always takes the kryptonite. I don't know. It's kind of a silly story, but those are still kind of my favorite uh, superheroes. Okay. Did you, Stephen, did you watch the Robert Pattinson, the Batman, I think was the name of that one? No, no. I heard it's really dark and really long, but I'll see. I didn't like him casted as it. I want Batman to look like he could whoop my ass. And I'm not, (laughs) I'm not convinced that that guy can. Yeah, I will say watching it, uh, I wasn't afraid of emo Batman. I didn't think (laughs) that he was going to take me out. You know, him and... uh, Peter Parker from Spider-Man three. Those Toby, two should fight. When Toby Maguire like had the eyeliner. Cause yeah. Yep. Cause he was the dark, <laughs> like he, he went all emo. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. That's exactly funny, I, that. I actually thought those Spider-Man movies were good when they came out. But if you go back <laughs> yeah. and watch uh, that, it's not, not what I remembered. That, yeah, that when you, eyeliner one with Toby Maguire is so cringy. What's oh. sad too, is that was directed by the same guy who made, uh, created evil dead. And he just right. That was right. terrible. Sam uh, Raimi. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. All right. Well, we do have a fantasy football podcast <laughs> uh, that we talk about as well. But one of the things we talked about in our production meeting this weekend is uh, we maybe want to dip away from the super analytical statistic driven 
making Steve work all week to try or all weekend to try and <laughs> list out all these numbers. And we want to have fun. Uh, what we've noticed with the podcast, our favorite parts are when we talk about movies, when we talk about uh, NFL trivia, I'm going to try and throw in a little bit. And and we really want our our Monday podcast that that posts, you know, late Monday night, early Tuesday morning, depending on where you are in the world, to be a reaction to the previous week and, and just where we think, um, you know, interesting headlines we're going to have Casey bring back NFL cover zero next week. And so on tonight's episode, we wanted to talk preseason reactions. And then Steven did a really cool post that I wanted to talk a little bit about, which is a just a simple redraft strategy. Um, so if you're going into your redraft leagues, uh, he can really help you come up with, you know, a simple strategy for moving forward. So first off, uh, thanks, Casey, for the intro. We're going to try changing that up as well and letting Casey do the intro and you can already see he gets us distracted now for the first few minutes, but that's okay. That's okay. I, I dig it. I like that conversation. And, uh, but yeah, let's jump into headlines. I know Steven, you got a few headlines that you think are interesting. Uh, I had not personally heard the, the Jonathan Taylor news. So what, what happened there? Yeah. Well, and just to but what you had previously said, I, I think what my idea for this is a little more gut, you know, gut mm-hmm. reaction, a little less textbook for the Monday for the Monday shows. We'll get more into Jesse, like when you and I do the flex, we'll get a little more data driven. So, yep. yep. Uh, but okay. So yeah, Jonathan Taylor been, he's been asking to be traded because <laughs> Jim Ursay doesn't want to pay him and is flat out, not apologetic about saying, no, no, I don't, I don't want to pay you. <laughs> like I'd like, I'd like you to play running back for me, but I don't want to pay you. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been a lot of drama back and forth with that. And now they have given him permission to seek a trade. So I think this is great. I, I think running backs should get paid. It kind of bothers me that these teams will take them high in a draft and then they decide, well, but now we don't want to pay them, you know? So I just want to see him go to the chiefs. The chiefs screwed it up, <laughs> you know, uh, a few years ago when they took Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, I think they need to make it right. So I don't know. I think the Chiefs would be the best landing spot for him. I don't know if they'll end up having to pay him at some point and if they can even afford it, but I'd love to see him go there. Um, I think if he went to Chicago, that could be really good. Uh, I, I think he could easily sur- supplant, some of, supplant some of the running backs there. And then Miami Dolphins. Sorry, Casey. Uh, <laughs> Devin A-Chain. I don't know if you guys saw. Devin A-Chain looked very quick, Case, which... Mm which is awesome. But I also saw a guy pick him up like, like the mountain picked up people on a game of Thrones and just like body slammed him. And I'm not sure if that's the play when he hurt his shoulder, but, um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think that would be a great landing spot. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I, I threw up in my mouth at the chiefs thing as a Broncos fan. And I I was going to, yeah, I was going to ask Casey, Casey, how do you feel about the, I feel like Steven, he just hates the Broncos goes anymore he just doesn't want to see any kind of success uh, oh because yeah because does it matter <laughs> we've never beat patrick mahomes you think jonathan taylor it, it, apparently running backs don't make a difference <laughs> so no i just think it makes sense i don't think the running backs in kansas city are, are even good i think they're average at best and i think jonathan taylor is good so i think that would be a fun landing spot to see yeah, as a Broncos fan, I just want Pacheco to just keep running into the back of his yes. blockers. Like I, <laughs> I like him right where he's at, Stephen. I don't mm-hmm. need more weapons with that team that we cannot beat. So yeah, all, all right. right. What else you got for us? Uh, Josh Jacobs. I saw an alert. He is expected to be back by week one. Um, 
thing that makes me a little bit worried about that is I feel like you see that when these guys hold out for the entire preseason, they get an injury. They get some sort of soft tissue injury. So those two players in particular, Josh, Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs, I'm just nervous. Well, I'm not, I'm not drafting Jonathan Taylor at this point. Um, if he falls really far, then yeah, I'd probably take him in case he lands in a good spot, but just makes me a little bit nervous with both of these guys. I mean, it's nice to hear Josh Jacobs will be back, but I don't know. makes me a little nervous that he could get tweaked. Um, and then Cooper Cup returned to practice. And Jesse, I'm, I'm, we've talked about this. I had never pulled a hamstring in my entire oh, 42 really? years on the planet. Oh, but and you said you said that you just recently I felt did. something. <laughs> I did. Now, I, I, I'm not going to say it was like a grade two or three, I don't even know what the grades are, you know, hamstring pull that these NFL athletes get, but I was, I was doing some sprint training, which is something I've been doing, you know, trying to hold off, uh, getting old a little bit. So Mm. I've been running some sprints and yeah, I I came up kind of lame after one and holy crap, (laughs) (laughs) it makes me have a completely different, uh, appreciation, understanding of when NFL players pull their hamstrings during the season. You're not built enough to have a grade two sprain. There has to be more muscle, oh, more meat on. The I didn't think I, I didn't think I had enough muscle mass to pull it. Period. So <laughs> apparently, I've gained enough muscle mass in my legs running sprints that I actually was able to pull one. But it's been a week, and it's like I can barely. I still, it's like walking. I can feel it. Like I can't even picture running right now. CK Steven is trying to stave off old. Did you hear that part? And me, yeah. I'm just letting old happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm letting, I hear that. I'm, I'm not coloring the beard anymore. I refuse to sprint ever again. I think, I think I'm just <laughs> maybe for the 40 next year, I'll try and, and, you know, break that, uh, four, nine, nine, 40 again. <laughs> but yeah, I, man, I, I did. It did happen to me one time, Steven, funny story. Actually, you know, Chad, our buddy that lives out in Iowa, um, we played on an arena team together at one point. And back then, you know, in my, like, mid to late 20s i still thought i was pretty invincible so (laughs) chad and i went for a night out on the town i don't remember what we were doing i think we went to a nuggets game and then we went into downtown denver and we were up super late we were drinking everything else having a great time and then we both just like showed up to practice the next day and uh that's the only time i've ever like fully pulled a hamstring and i like couldn't get out of the car when i got (laughs) like i drove home and then it like had tightened up enough at that point that I couldn't get out of the car. And Kelly came out and I was in tears because I was like, my career is over. I can't even <laughs> get out of the car. You know, and she's like, well, maybe quit drinking with your buddy the night before an arena football practice, you know? And I was like, oh, maybe I should take a little better care of my body. So, so yeah, uh, I'm proud of you for your sprints, but I, <laughs> I don't know if I can, <laughs> I don't know if I have any left in the tank. You're not going to go down that journey with me. I don't think so. I'm going to just listen. Come on, to Jesse. It. Let's grow old slow together. <laughs> Dude, I don't. Even the 225, Steven like puts up a rep and then oh. I I did like a half a rep. Man. <laughs> oh, but my shoulder's not been right since that day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, exactly. I, I haven't attempted it since then. I feel um, like if I tried to sprint, you know the scene in Forrest Gump when he breaks the, the shackles loose? Yeah. I feel like that's going to happen internally inside of my leg. <laughs> God, I'm picturing it. I'm yeah. picturing it. Oh, yeah. Sweet. So, All right. so, yeah, I don't know. I 
I'll, I'll let you know how I'm doing in a couple of weeks, but I just, I have a new, uh, I, I guess a new feel on players with hamstring tweaks that right. yeah, maybe I don't want to draft them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I get nervous and, and Cooper cups, another one of those ones. I'm just a little nervous. It just seems like there's been enough stuff happening now and he's such a high volume player. It's just like, man, and he goes so high in drafts too. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm a little nervous about that one as well, but understood. All right. Uh, preseason week two reactions. So it used to be that this was the week where you would see a bunch of starters, but Steven, we Steven and I were talking before the podcast aired and we have no idea what's going on now. There's guys sitting out, there's guys playing. It's really hard to kind of read between the lines. So I watched some highlights and um, I was able to read some articles and try and make sense of who's playing, who's not playing, why that's a good thing and everything else. And then Steven and I made a list of our week two reactions here. So do you want to jump into those, Steven? Yeah. Yeah. Again, these are, the, these are from the gut. Uh, right, right. And just some stuff I saw. JSN, remember Jesse, you were talking about all, we're probably coming up on a year now, you talking about JSN, yep. but he looks like the real deal. He looks good. Um, I still think it's going to be hard for him to carve out a major role year one because that wide receiver room is so talented. But in Dynasty, I, I love this guy. He, he looked good. He had uh, he almost had a long touchdown against Dallas, got pulled down at the one, but yep, he, he just looks amazing. And, yeah, uh, and, I, and I saw that catch and I, I just had to make a note of he just has this ability to keep his body and his head even though he's running at an extraordinary rate, <laughs> mm-hmm. his, his body and his head and his body stay uh, body, his head and his body, his body stays so calm and his head stays so calm. Drew Locke slid that ball right over the DB shoulder. And because of the way that JSN like let that pass come to him, it, it, it just snuck right in. There's nothing the DB can do. His eyes don't even widen. You know, you're supposed to react to the guy, but, but yeah, I was, I was just impressed with that as a play overall. Uh, and again, like you said, pulled down, you know, right at the one, but he's just, he's been a playmaker all along, you know, let's just put it this way. He made Drew Locke look good. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Zach Charbonnet, he looked good too. He looked explosive in the, the, the long run I saw him get, um, this Seattle offense is going to be good. If Geno Smith can keep playing like he did last year, I think this is going to be one of the really exciting offenses to watch. Love it. Um, and then one of my rookie picks way late in our dynasty draft, Deuce Vaughn. That guy looks good. I know he was a guy that you love. So now, now hold on. You're gonna it's now you're good. taking credit for Deuce Vaughn here. <laughs> I, I just started to say I know okay, you, okay, okay. and then you cut me off. I know that this is your boy. He went to one of your favorite teams on NCAA 2014 <laughs> in the state. Uh, really, only had to change the decal on the helmet for the most part. Oh, um, right, right. But uh, that guy looks good. I don't know how big of a role he, he will have in Dallas, but I think he's going to earn some playing time. Like in the two preseason games I've seen, he looks like it, it's hard for defenders to even get a hand on him. So I thought he yeah, looked... You can't, you can't see him. He's yeah, so well, that's tiny. A, that's a good point. Like, <laughs> he just yeah. appears on you before you know what's, go- what's happening. No, well, I like how, how Steven really deuced on him the entire offseason because of his size. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's too small. Now, <laughs> yeah. now that he's streaking through the defenses, he's really. Proud. Well, he's also on my, he's also, uh, I drafted him in our rookie draft. Really oh, just right. to uh, the, the guy who's got um, Tony Pollard. 
I just did it to mess with him. Mm. And, but now I'm kind of glad I got him. <laughs> you know? So, dude, I, I think he'll be good. He just he was such a weapon at Kansas State. I was listening to uh, a Big Twelve preview the other day podcast, and they were just talking about how much Kansas State is going to miss him. He really was a difference maker, and it, it's kind of I mean he would be an outlier. He, this is going to be interesting to watch a guy that small play, but, but yeah, he's, uh, he was so explosive and so dangerous in, in their offense. So, well, Jesse, we're going to need you to have, we, we're going to need to dedicate an episode coming up, maybe week zero of college football. That's coming up this next week, right? Yeah, actually it is. Well, we, I, I'm going to need you to give me a rundown of like what's happening with the conferences and stuff. Cause it oh, sounds like God. college football is just a, <laughs> a big, Everything's shifting around. So I, me and maybe others that don't follow college football as well, maybe maybe you can give us a rundown next week. Yeah, we did talk about the production meeting just to peel the curtain back. We're going to we're going to try and still include some of those uh, college football recaps, uh, because when we looked back at the posts, uh, all of those players remained relevant or are still yeah. relevant in college football. So it was it was an interesting way of kind of scouting guys. So I think we'll keep doing that. Cool. Um, Jesse, well, this is your bullet point. Justin Ross. Yeah, so I saw a whip route, whip routes. I we call him a squirrel or a whip. Some guys call it a Z. Um, he's looked good like all preseason, and he continued to look good in in the Chiefs game again. Um, created a ton of separation on a whip route, and when it's a big, tall guy like that can, that can still kind of run some of the underneath stuff, I think that that's promising. So that's just a guy that I want to continue to monitor. Um, he was every bit of a first round draft pick, can't miss prospect until a really bad uh, spying injury. And then we kind of thought, you know, to stay away from him. And it's, I think it's just kind of taken him this long to get right, but he may carve out a role in that offense. So we need to, we need to keep watching him. I mean, I don't want to sound mean, but I don't like hearing that because he's the only chiefs wide receiver on our best ball dynasty team that I don't have from the chiefs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And also a Z route, whip route or whatever. Uh, that route, you tried to get me to do it a few times in flag football. I literally couldn't run the route. <laughs> like every time you try to get me to do it, I'd either trip or fall or slip. Like it's literally not a route I could run. So, my, my my favorite story about that route is uh, every once in a while we'd be running one on ones, and they would put me. This was in college football. They'd put me on B.J. Russell. He's an All American linebacker that we had up at Mesa. And he's a lot bigger than me and probably just as fast. And he had like 200 tackles every season. He was unbelievable. But every time we would do one-on-ones, I would run that route and he'd go, God damn squirrel route. He'd be yelling at me (laughs) as I went, because it's really difficult to cover defensively. So that's, that's what I always think of. Every time I see a whip, I I think of BJ up in, uh, up in still living in Fruta, Colorado. But to your point, I think that says something. If he's running, if the big guy can run that, route that's a very difficult route to run so all right uh, what do you got on uh jimmy g here Steven? just that he he looked good four out of four passing um he looked accurate and I, I think that's always kind of been jimmy's thing you're never expecting the big plays the big arm but accuracy uh we are expecting so it was just good to see that his first action since he's been a raider he looked pretty decent um and uh, I thought Aiden Aiden O'Connell came in after him and looked really decent. So, you know, also impressive. And he just, Aiden O'Connell looks the part. I think he really kind of raised the boats at Purdue. So if you're in, uh, so take our Dynasty League, for instance. It's super flex, super deep rosters. I know, I think it's Andrew that has Aiden O'Connell rostered. And I think that's a, that's a roster spot you might want to keep because I think Jimmy G 
I mean, he's been hurt a few times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Aiden O'Connell looked really good. So just, yep. just something to continue to monitor. Uh, Brock Purdy, he looked good. Kind of similar to Jimmy G. He looked good, accurate. Didn't ask him to do a whole lot, but what he did do uh, with the football was good. He had a little play-action play where he dumped it off to Debo. Debo, they've been talking all offseason about how Debo looks like he's in the best shape of his life. Um, and I have seen some videos, and he does look like he's in pretty good shape. And he looked pretty good uh, on the one play that he, he had kind of a long play against Denver. So I thought he looked good. Uh, the biggest surprise, it's, it's still like, I don't know, I'm going to be the last to jump on the boat, but Javante Williams, I mean, he played a decent amount in this preseason game. He had, um, I think, like three or four rushes for, it wasn't like very impressive, the, the yardage, but he also had four receptions. He was targeted five times in, in, wow. in limited time. So, Javante Williams, like I uh, trust me, I want the guy to do good. It's just such an outlier if he does with the kind of injury he had, but it was really promising to see him playing. And, and it looks like he's going to be ready to go week one. And then how'd Russ look? Uh, <laughs> up and down. You know, I will <laughs> say he did have a couple scrambles and he did look a little more vintage Russ. You know, he looks like he lost some of that weight. Looks like he's lost like 30 pounds since the offseason. So I thought he looked pretty decent, but so excited as I want to be about the Broncos passing attack. I'm 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 holding my breath. I'm just I'm just waiting and I'm not gonna or maybe I'm not holding my breath. Which one is that? <laughs> is it holding my breath or not holding my breath? There we go again. <laughs> we also, for those of you following at home, every time that Steven messes up a saying, you have to take a drink. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the fantasy guides podcast drinking game. It's, yeah, I'm, we, I'm not holding my breath, Stephen, because if you were, you'd be waiting till you die. That's it. That's it, Case. Yeah, I have a, <laughs> I, it's, it should be a drinking game. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll do it. Actually, that would be a good one. We, we, we come up with a game where you come up with two expressions. One's correct and one's not correct. There you and go. I'd probably get like half of them wrong or, or more. I was Just actually like, fine with uh, Wilson's performance on both games. What I was... Uh, nervous about is their O-line. Well, like and that's what I mean, too. I, I don't necessarily just mean Russ, but like he couldn't, he had no time against the Cardinals last week. Yeah. And so right, that, right. Makes, that gives me some some pause. I think I think the Cardinals are going to be selecting or wait, no, they <laughs> traded all their picks away. So somebody else is going to have their first pick, right? Mm, God. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to Kansas City. You were talking about Justin Ross. I thought Rasheed Rice looked pretty good. Um, looked like he has some really good after the catch ability. I thought he looked good. Um, Casey, did, did Steven just list all his players here? Is that what he Yeah, he didn't, he, he didn't just... say anything about the uncoverable Justin Watson. Oh, <laughs> I, I have, I've case Justin Watson's not happening. Okay? <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> like, I don't know why, like hopefully you weren't holding your breath. Oh, oh you, see, you see what he did there? Got him. Got him. Got him. <laughs> I can't wait for every wide receiver Stephen owns not to pan out and the two that he doesn't. Pan out. <laughs> uh, I saw Josh Downs, a, a basically more of a headline that said, Josh, could Josh Downs win the slot position? So I guess he looked pretty decent with, with Gardner Minshew in there throwing the ball. Um, Stephen, you're the one who told me Anthony Richardson sat out, huh? They, they're, that's, this, it, is, it, this is the boring thing about pre. Well, I guess I think he sat out because there was some heated practices earlier in the week and okay. I, I don't know if that played a part or what but th this preseason 
preseason of old, like what we used to know, it's kind of, it's hit or miss. Like Josh Allen played, you know, but you know, um, Jared Goff didn't and Anthony Richardson didn't. And it's just kind of a, when you go through and you try to get the recap, you're like, Oh, the starters didn't play this game. They did last game, but they didn't play this game. Like that's kind of what happened with the saints. You know, I was wanting to see what, how that offense looked because it looked really good last week and it's not the same people. It's Jameis Winston. So I don't know. It's just, it's kind of hit or miss with some of these games. Yeah. The uh, Buccaneers quarterback situation is kind of hit or miss. Baker Mayfield didn't play. (laughs) I would argue, I would argue Baker Mayfield should play. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I I think that's a tricky one. I think I kind of want to steer clear, but I happen to own Baker Mayfield, but that, that was, I originally drafted him and just, I can't deal him, but uh, Kyle Trask did throw a nice touchdown pass to Trey Palmer. Trey Palmer was one of my uh, deep, deep sleepers coming out of mm-hmm. Nebraska. So he kind of tipped the ball to himself in the end zone, but it was actually a really nice, nice ball by Kyle Trask. So apparently they still haven't really named Baker the starter for certain. So I don't know. All that makes me a little nervous, but yeah, I think Tampa's going to be in for a season. Let's Tampa and the Cardinals are going to be competing for that bottom spot for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, Ty J Spears, he looked good. He looked explosive. He had a nice long run for a touchdown in their game. Uh, you know, speaking of very explosive, was did you guys, Jalen Warren had like a 62 yard touchdown run? I did. That was one I did see. It, it was, I don't know. Did he have, was he a fast guy coming out, Jesse? I don't no. remember him being a speedster, but he looked no, fast. I, I, I actually want to go back and, and I want to know the DB that had the angle on him that got outrun <laughs> by Jalen Warren. Like we need to know who that guy is and maybe uh like, you know, check a 40 time on that before we well, get but, too excited. Cause it looked like he had the angle on him uh, and then he got outran by Jalen Warren. I was kind of like, who is this guy? All right. He ran a, a four, five, five 40. So not, not it's fast. Not, not, it's, it's okay. It's average, right. you know? Um, but he looked, he looked good. And I, I do think, I, I think we've been saying this, but Jalen Warren is going to have a role. I think Najee Harris is, uh, you know, 90% snap share. That's long gone. Cause I think Jalen Warren's a good running back. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Kenny Pickett looked good. I know we've never been team Kenny Pickett. Um, and I know it's just preseason, but he's looked really good in the preseason so far. And he did look good against Buffalo had a nice touchdown pass to Pat Fryermuth, who I think Fryermuth, he's not somebody I'm super excited about, but I think he's going to be just fine. I think Fryermuth will be a safe tight end option this year in fantasy. Well, Casey, um, it's it's pretty much because Kenny Pickett wears gloves, and we're not a big gloved quarterback t- like guys, are we? I mean, oh, it, Peyton Manning. Pay- oh yeah, but see, that was due to a neck injury. That was. I don't think he wore gloves pre neck injury. Like when he came to Denver, like gloves all of a sudden appeared. I think. No, I'm it sorry, was the, but- it was the, it was because of the neck thing. He he lost grip. He said. For me, whatever Aaron Rodgers does, I say the opposite is the better move. So Aaron <laughs> Rodgers doesn't wear gloves, so I'm pro wearing gloves. Now we're, we're all in on the gloves. All right. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. another another gloved mm. quarterback. And I actually didn't mind. Oh, Teddy. I have more to say about Teddy Bridgewater too. <laughs> but uh we'll get we'll we'll get to that. Um uh, but you, the guy who looked the part. So remember Jesse when we were talking, uh you already knew who all these guys were, but we were doing our like film back in like January of mm-hmm. all the rookies. And I, I said, this is way before the draft that when I saw Dalton Kincaid, I was like, I, I hate saying it, but he looks like the best tight end. He looks like Travis Kelsey when he moves. Yep. And 
he had some nice plays in this preseason game. And he had one in particular where he looks like a wide receiver. Like, right. like he kind of reminds me a little bit like Darren Waller, how he sort of looks like a wide receiver. Like I just said, Travis Kelsey. I don't know. He looks like Casey. I know you don't like the rookie tight ends, but I think Kincaid might, uh, he might break buck that trend a little bit this year. Uh, I I think that that could happen. I think the way they want to use him and everything else, and and he he really kind of exploded onto the scene. It's funny because Brant Keithy, he's a tight end at Utah that was really really highly regarded. Tore his ACL, and then I think the next game Dalton Kincaid had seventeen targets and fifteen catches or something Jeez. like that in one game. And I was just like, okay, we might need to start paying attention to this guy. So again, yeah. just a just a pitch for the uh, Debbie rookie watch there. Yeah. Uh, I I saw a headline that Malik Willis is is locking down the number two spot <laughs> over Will Levis, and I just <laughs> I find that funny um, because you know we don't think too highly of Malik Willis, so it just shows that that Will Levis is is not ready. It's not happening, and and we weren't high on Levis either. So no. there you go. Yeah, we were not. Uh, so I happy to see that we might be right. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, uh, I hope he makes some TikTok videos on the sidelines, at least with his social media presence that he has. Yeah. Now, now, hold on. You said Devin A-Chain was body slammed, but why he was body slammed by his own quarterback? I don't know. No, understand. that doesn't say bye. Oh, and to a Oh, they were both body slammed. No, no, don't don't, don't read my scribble notes. <laughs> you won't be able to translate it, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> no, what I was going to say about Devin A-Chain is one of our so our biggest complaint about a chain was he was just too small right. it wasn't that he wasn't good it was that he was too small and if you see the play i think it was the one he got injured on so first of all i will say he looks fast he looked very quick although raheem mostert in that preseason game also very fast still at like 32 years old I, but, I, my theory holds up you just it's a bunch of small <laughs> fast guys that are going to get injured you just get as many as you can <laughs> case but remember that video of jesse i think either you or casey senate of the the mountain at florida that d tackle oh right like picks up that running yeah. back and just throws him down that's what happened to a chain in this preseason game and i believe it's the, the the he hurt his shoulder on the play and he's now week to week with a shoulder injury so that's a little bit my concern with a chain is I just don't think he's big enough to carve out a major role in Miami. I think more of a situational back, but he did look explosive. I will say that. I also think you're going to see a lot of week to weeks from him every every Sunday. Also, it doesn't, I never think it bodes well for a running back who's trying to carve out a role. If he's the return, it Mm. never translates very well. I don't think that guy should be returning kicks. The, the amount of speed on a kick return, it means injury. for That's going to be a lot of week-to-weeks. Uh, and then Tua, so I just had this observation about Tua. His very first pass was intercepted, and then he had a horrible handoff exchange that almost ended up in a safety on the next series. But also, when he threw the interception, all I had in my thought was like, I just wanted him to like leave the field, like run off the field, because he ended up trying to make the tackle and it just made me worried about him and that the concussions, you know? So right. this is just more of a, <laughs> this was, I was just worried about him and I can't, I hate to say it had an effect on like if I would draft two or not. Cause I, I actually did just draft him in a league, but like, I don't know, just watching him try to make a tackle after his interception. It's hard not to think about it. So, yeah, I don't know. Just, I'm just, I just hope that guy can make it through the season. 
CJ Stroud looked decent. I, I think I, I think I read he rebounded, and I saw some clips. And I, I don't know. I think he looks the part. Did you hear good things about CJ? Well, I saw him make a bad throw in the end zone oh, no. that that I thought should have should have maybe been a touchdown. But it's preseason, and it's the Texans. I think the fact that he is playing in for the Texans should be counted a little bit, you know. So. <laughs> Uh, and then Tank Bigsby, uh, more things. We keep hearing good things about him. He looked really good. He had a very high uh, rushing average. Um, I really was higher on Travis Etienne, but the more I'm hearing, the more the coaches are talking about, they want Tank Bigsby to have a decent role as the season goes on. And he, we liked him, you know, coming out. Yeah. And he was a third-round pick, which is pretty good draft capital. So, um Probably not great for Travis Etienne, but I think both. I think Etienne could still be fine, but maybe just not not as high as I was hoping. I um, think he's one of those handcuffs you got to value a little oh, yeah. higher. You know, if you if you take Etienne, you you back it up with Tank a little higher than what Tank's value is. You know, just to kind of protect that investment. Or awesome. or he's a guy I would draft even if you don't have Etienne. Maybe like especially if you're doing more of a zero or hero RB strategy, he's a guy I'm, I'd like to take with some of my later draft picks. Well, also, uh, that head coach, he always brings the ceiling of your running back down. He's never (laughs) had a tall ceiling running back because he loves to use committees. Yeah. Yeah, and just we just got done saying that he made some quote about 1,700 yards to... to, I know. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. I was reading about the Panthers, and just, again, this is one of those classic trying to kind of read between the lines of when they like which which receivers are in in 12 personnel and which are in 13 and which are in in the you know and and it it really made a case for Jonathan Mingo that that they like him. Terrence Marshall appears to be the fourth guy and Mingo's going to be that power slot um and you know with with Chark and Thielen and he may be the the Panthers receiver to target at his value. So I thought I just thought that was interesting. It it seems like he's going to get some some playing time early in the season. Yeah. I watched some of that game um, just the starters. And I got to say, I've seen a couple of Panthers, uh, the starts of their games. I am, uh, as worried about, uh, Bryce young as you are about Tua. Agreed. Because <laughs> I will agree with you there. He just doesn't like, have the concussion history. <laughs> he, there's a jailbreak on every play. Like he's going to be him and a chain will be week to week. I feel like yeah. a lot this season. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's see where, we, uh, Oh, you know what, Jesse? I have been not checking off the like uh, items on the show sheet. Let me, let I me mean, see. What... You you started this. I know. I started a new show sheet, and I'm not even using the features that it, I do that like it, it though. You, see, yeah. you said this this was Andrew, right? We got to give yeah, Andrew. Andrew, I have to credit him for this. He he said this was something he uses as a teacher in school. Now, so, uh, are you are you where are you going with this Teddy Bridgewater thing? Is this the Casey's rolling over in his grave because of the number? That yes, he okay. yes. Now it is temporary. But I, I just have this fear. It's it's a fear that we're going to see quarterbacks being like, I want to wear number fifty something. <laughs> and and listen, I know I've complained about you know number zero. Uh-huh. I, I think it's actually worse if I see a quarterback oh, wearing like fifty something or sixty something. Yeah, zero. I'd much rather see somebody wearing number zero than than a quarterback wearing. Like if I see a quarterback wearing like sixty six. I can't watch that court. I can't buy the jersey. You know, well, last year Bridgewater, I remember he had four interceptions in four games. 
So maybe he's trying to put on a linebacker's uniform so those four interceptions count as catches rather than the ones that he's I don't playing. know. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I, it's I don't know. <laughs> it's just temporary is what I read. I hope it's Remember Keyshawn Johnson? Mm. He wore the number 19 that nobody wore all the wide receivers back in the day had the numbers in the 80s. And then when he got to the Jets, they had too many numbers. So he had to pick a, a different number and he wore number mm. 19. And that was the slippery slope that started this whole thing <laughs> back in the late 90s. Preseason you know? slippery slope. <laughs> yeah. So just pay attention, people. Uh, Bijan Robinson, no surprise. The guy looks like a stud. I did you see, he had this run, Jesse, where he gets the ball, you know, just I think it was like a delayed handoff, maybe uh, nothing special, but his vision that was one thing when. I was asking you the question this offseason. I'm like, well, is he really any better than like a Brees Hall? You know, because he's getting way more hype than a Brees Hall was getting. And Brees Hall was a more athletic, explosive back. But there was just something about watching him with his vision and the way he cuts in and out of, of holes. When I was looking at his highlights from Texas, it looked like that in this one play. Like he cuts up through the middle and he has to make a move. And then he makes another move that's so split second you know, and dodges this, he picks up 20 yards on what should have been like, you know, five or something. He just looks like he's got that X factor that you can't really quantify. Um, and then he also had a throw that was thrown behind him and he looked very like Saquon Barkley. Like he just one hands it, you know, effortlessly makes a great catch on a pass that Ritter threw to him. So it was limited action. He didn't get, you know, a ton of, a ton of looks cause they, the starters are barely playing. But he looked all of uh, what we were hoping he would look like. Yeah, I my my comp was Ladanian Tomlinson for kind of the things that you're talking about. If you think about LT and, and him running, it was like it was subtleties, right? Yeah, it was little movements. It was this cut here, and it was seeing things. I don't know how he saw too because he had that black visor. I know, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> I, there's no, I, I think he was just reacting to shapes around him. There's no way he could actually see through that thing. But. Well, when I see and, DK Metcalf with that dark, like literally the darkest visor. I'm like, how do these guys, I I'm amazed they can even locate the ball. <laughs> well, and my comp form coming into the season was Spartan orc because of his hairdo and <laughs> body type. And he is showing every bit of the slice and dice of a Spartan orc. Yeah. Right. Well, and, uh, so also, um, Drake London, Jesse had an amazing contested catch, which as, <laughs> as, as your comp or your, when you talked last off season, he's going to need to be good at the contested catches. <laughs> yeah. But yep. that guy just looks like a bully. I think we talked about this last week. Like I think Drake London, the volume, I still think is not going to be what we want it to be, but the guy does look legit. What um, I love about him, he's the exact opposite of what you want to hear in receiver is that he's always covered. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah but he is uh, i mean it's it's the uh survival of the fittest he's had to learn to work with <laughs> the constraints of always mm-hmm. being covered so he makes plays when he's covered and and desmond ritter can't throw it to open guys anyway so just <laughs> yeah throw it up there and even when uh alec pierce was open desmond ritter was making him make contested catches so i think yeah. it might be a match made in heaven steven it might work yeah. out great yeah um all right there wasn't much to take from the Bengals side because of course nobody was playing there uh okay the guy that i think i've talked the most about this offseason and the guy probably highest on this offseason darren waller the this was his first game plan and the very first two passes that daniel jones threw were to waller so it was nice to see they had him lined up in the slot 
and he had a nice gain. Then they lined him out wide, like a wide receiver. And the wide receiver tried to give him a jam and Darren Waller knocked the receiver over or the, or sorry, the, the defensive back. And I just, he had like three targets on the first series. I think Daniel Jones, he looked good both against Now, granted, this was against the Panthers who look all sorts of, of a mess right now, but Daniel Jones and Darren Waller, they look like they're going to have a good connection this year. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. I think that's a sneaky tight ends pick right there. Yeah. And I will say Jesse, your boy, Jalen Hyatt, he did have a nice, long, deep touchdown catch, but it's hard to make anything from it because there was like no defender around him. He so was, I, he, as we talked about him in uh, college, he needs to be schemed open, and he was. It wasn't like a filthy route or anything. It was just no, it, it like and like he made like a kind of double move, but the safety just looked like he wasn't trying to cover him. I don't know. It looked like the safety didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, he also dropped a pass right before that. So Mm -hmm. he he dropped a pass and then caught a touchdown right after. I think it's going to be a feast or famine. Jacob has said it right. He's going to be a great best ball wide receiver to have in your lineup. And he's going to be frustrating as hell if you're trying to use him in a redraft league because you're going to you'll bench him and he'll score 25 points. So, yeah, I think all I will say, and this is what I've been saying from the beginning, because now it's it's like I hate Jalen Hyatt. It's just, it has never, <laughs> Jalen, if Jay, Jalen Hyatt, Hyatt or Cedric Tillman pan out, they would be only the second and third wide receivers in the history of that offense to do something in the NFL. And the first one is uh, that guy with the Bills, the bigger receiver. He played at UCF when Gabriel uh, Davis. Gabe, Gabe, yeah, Davis. Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is the only player to come out of that offensive system and coaching tree but you know maybe the nfl is changing and maybe we're finally going to see it so i you know i don't hate those players i'm just telling you that it would be rare and i do think i think deshaun jackson is the comp he's going to catch a bomb here and there um it's going to be exciting but he might be frustrating and redraft so all right we're getting uh got a couple more here steven yeah just uh i didn't get a really i'm just kind of going off the cuff on this one but um sam howell two touchdowns in in a half of playing football uh tonight they played tonight so while we were like working on this sam howe looks like he's uh he looked pretty good and so did um dotson in their preseason game so so you got you got a andrew was texting something about a hot takes post that you might be doing soon oh just that we wanted we we just haven't done one yet this year like uh kind of our bold predictions, you know, and we just, I, I just, I want mine to be that Sam hell will finish higher than Desmond Ritter and Kenny Pickett in fantasy this year. I think he's, that's your bold he's take. Be, yeah. I'm going to need bold. Yeah, not bold be, enough? Go no, no, no. You We've been, go. Actually, you know what? We've been into this last year too, yep. right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like did it with your, your Jesse's. vanilla takes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's vanilla takes. You should do the whole, the whole post. And then the very last slide be Jesse's vanilla taste. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be something like B. John Robinson. It's actually be pretty good. You know what, Jesse? <laughs> Send me, I'm going to, you know what? I think I have a headshot of you. I'm going to, we, I don't, you've been, you've, you've seen, we've been doing these like, you know, my yeah. tips and we have the headshots. I'm going to do it with you, Jesse's vanilla takes. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. <laughs> Just I mean, do it at the end of the hot takes thing. I'm telling you. Yeah. And yeah. Jacob, Jacob did a workup on one of my headshots. I've got the fantasy guides uh, filter all done and everything. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Let, wait, let me just see. I got to see where their ADP is to see how vanilla this take is. So Sam Howe's going as the QB 29 right now. Um, 
All right, Kenny Pickett's he's going behind to Kenny. Yeah, he's going to yeah, be behind Kenny. Kenny Pickett's a QB nineteen. He is going ahead of Desmond Ritter though, so okay. that is well, that fits that right hard. in with the narrative of uh, <laughs> your right gypsies vanilla takes. <laughs> all uh, right, one more here, Stephen. Uh, and then Zay Flowers. I uh, just you know all of these guys. When I say they look good, they look good in a couple of plays because. You know, yeah, that's all you're just, getting. It's all you're getting. But Zay Flowers had a nice touchdown in this game. It was nice to see that he um, he caught a pass down the sideline and made this like really nice move back inside and then cut back outside to end up scoring. So it wasn't like it wasn't like Jalen Hyatt where he just left wide open. He actually had to do something to get into the end zone, and he did. Um, I will say a lot of these rookie wide receivers are looking the part though. So far, they've they've all looked pretty good. So, all right, that's my my quick uh, kind of gut takeaways from what I witnessed uh over the weekend yeah i love it and like you said you kind of take stuff with a grain of salt but you know we have seen through the years sometimes these preseason games you know you'll see a guy pop and and yeah. uh the one i always think of is victor cruz he just felt like he like came yes. out of nowhere and it was like man maybe we should be drafting victor cruz and then he won some people some fantasy leagues that year so so keep an eye on it um the other one i thought we could talk about steven we still got maybe maybe spending 10 minutes here 15 minutes on just a simple draft strategy um, that you think that folks can follow. I thought that that was a really good post that you created. You want to talk a little bit about yeah. that? Yeah, I kind of did one like this last year. I'm going to do this again, um, maybe with some bigger leagues. This is more of a 12-team league, kind of your most standard. Uh, just a very 30,000-foot view on a draft strategy. You know, So round one, uh, only going running back or wide receiver unless it's Travis Kelsey. And Travis Kelsey, I'm really only doing it if it's kind of a later or mid to late first. Any anything about six to twelve, I'm okay taking Travis Kelsey. I will say when I do draft Travis Kelsey because I've done a ton of mock drafts, I end up not loving my roster quite as much when I look at it. It just feels like I'm missing one player. But you have to remember Travis Kelsey is almost like having two players, so that's probably why it looks that way. Uh, and then in round two. If you so back to round one, I just want to say real quick that's where Patrick Mahomes is going. Or, or sorry, he's going. Edit this afterwards, Jesse. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is going at pick fifteen. I don't know what I was thinking there. Uh, so in round two, basically all these quarterbacks are going in round two. Patrick Mahomes is the highest at pick fifteen. Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts are kind of rounding out the end of the second round at twenty three and twenty four. I still think that's too early for these guys. Jalen Hurts. Everyone's talking about, yeah, look what he did last year. Yeah, but you got him in the seventh round last year. Right. That's why he paid off. Taking these guys in the second round. And first of all, uh, Mahomes isn't even my first. You know, he averaged a, a point per game or, or more or less than Hertz did last year. Uh, and Josh Allen probably would have finished as the QB1 last year if they didn't cancel that week 16 game when DeMar Hamlin uh, got injured. So just saying that Patrick Mahomes, because he finished number one last year by – the fact that he didn't miss any games, I just think it's kind of the wrong process to have him at 15 overall, a full, almost a round ahead of these guys. And I just think it's too early overall. So anyway, in the second round, still going running back or wide receiver. Um, I'm not taking It's for me personally. It's too early to take Mark Andrews. He's going in the second round. I don't like taking him there. Um, my favorite picks in the second round though, Nick Chubb and Tony Pollard. I just got Tony Pollard. I picked 23 last week, so it can happen, people. Uh, it can round- happen? What, Casey, is that Angels in the outfield? Is that it, it can happen? Is that Jesse, you're that? asking a movie reference to a movie no one ever watched. 
Angels in the outfield. What's who's in that? Christopher Lloyd's in that one. Oh God! Oh wait, wait. That's not. <laughs> yeah, fun- the one where that's the not little, funky the butt boy, loving, is it? The boy. No, the no. Boy that's up rookie. And he's like waving into the crowd, and it's because he sees angels. You've never watched Angels in the Outfield? No, I know I've seen it, but rookie only, of, rookie of the year. I've only now, seen parts. I I do want to clarify: rookie of the year is far superior. To oh, yeah, Angels in the Outfield, and that says yeah. a lot. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I was busy watching the Sandlot, Jesse. A quality film. Oh, well, Sandlot's, Sandlot's like top ten. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Uh, round three. Um, L- Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews are going in round three, and I'm okay taking them there. Um, other than those two, I'm still going running back or wide receiver in round three. And the guys I like in in round three, I, I think are a good value are Joe Mixon and Jameer Gibbs. Really like those guys this year. Um, round four. This is where people are still drafting Brees Hall. I'm not touching him. Definitely not in round four. So for me, uh, the guys that I like in this round, Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen, I think both of those guys could have really good seasons, uh, you know, assuming they stay healthy. Um, This is where I kind of feel more comfortable if I can wait till round four to take a quarterback. And that's where Justin Fields is going. So I like trying to take Justin Fields in round four. I'm okay taking Lamar around earlier, but Fields feels a little bit like a better value in round four. Um, I haven't taken any TJ Hawkinson yet this year, but I think it's okay where he's going. I don't mind it. Uh, Jake, um, Jacob was pissed at you for taking <laughs> in the uh, in some. Well, I there. think Jacob's argument is that he's like, why would you take TJ Hawkinson in the fourth when you can get Darren Waller in the fifth? And I do kind of agree with it. Look is, at that transition, though. That's good podcasting right there. You, you're transitioning right into it says Darren Waller. Probably my favorite pick in the fifth round. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I am willing to risk. I I just took Darren Waller in the fifth round in the draft I just did because you can get him there. Um, And so Darren Waller, hey, if he ends up busting, I'm going to admit I was completely wrong about him, but he's a guy I'm high on. Yeah, so in the round five, he's the guy I'm looking to target. He's probably my favorite pick. Uh, in that area if I don't get him and I don't have a quarterback that's where I I really like uh, Trevor Lawrence this year that's kind of like I said fields in round four I really like Trevor Lawrence in round five if you can't get fields Um, and then my homer pick Jerry Judy we'll do one more Jerry Judy season okay (laughs) pump him up one more season if he burns us this time I'll be out but I gotta try one more time okay I'll do one more Casey I like like how you're acting like he burned us last year didn't he finish kind of where he was going last year i don't he out he out uh on a per game basis he outscored it's Walker. just because he no. just because he wasn't it he was hurt yeah okay so i had him like top 15 i think mm. he definitely didn't do that uh i think he finished okay. his wide receiver 19 didn't he well lower than what i said he, he definitely <laughs> didn't win anybody a league i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah um Round six, my I think my favorite pick in round six this year is Rashad White. I've been every mock draft he seems to end up on my roster. Even so, I'm doing these like hero RB draft strategies where you take um, one running back in the first six rounds, and I have such a hard time creating content for this because every time in round six I want to take Rashad White, um, but I think he's he's probably a guy I'm targeting every time in the sixth round. So really like him this year. I'm avoiding Dalvin Cook. I just think Dalvin Cook might be good early in the season, but Brees Hall, once he's healthy, he's going to take that one over. Uh, the only quarterback in 
uh, tight end I like in round six are Dallas Goddard and Deshaun Watson. If you don't have those positions yet, I really like, I think Watson's going to have a good season. Uh, round seven, um, Isaiah Pacheco, that's where he's going, but he will not be on any of my rosters. I just think he's just, an, he's just an average running back. I think he is being inflated by situation because there's not a lot of competition, but I don't think that's a good reason to, to draft a guy. I'd much rather have in that round James Cook, Deontay Johnson, Marquise Brown, David Montgomery. These are all players you can get in the same round, and I'm taking them over him every time. I really yeah. like I really like the Deontay Johnson value at that point. Yeah. Yep. Also, you can get you can get McKinnon so much later, and they'll probably score similar points. Yeah, I agree with that. And and to your point, Jesse, I did just get Deontay Johnson in round seven of a draft I did. So that a baby. Uh. And then round eight, I'm just going through eight rounds because that's all Instagram will let you do on slides. So uh, maybe uh, next week I'll finish it out or we'll just honestly, once you get to that past round eight, you're just trying to hit home runs at that point. You're just looking for upside guys. So round eight. Choking uh, up on that bat, Casey. Choke up on that bat. Hoping there might be some angels in the outfield. Swing for the fence. (laughs) I'm writing it down. Choking. Because I'm going to make a game, Jesse. (laughs) I'm going to have like a... Well, you can't use ones we've already corrected you on, though. That, no, no. I'm I'm making a board game. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to have a board game. There's going to be investors. It's... Uh, what's one, what's the toy company that does all those? Hasbro? Uh, no. No. Like, uh, who makes Monopoly? Isn't that Hasbro? I don't know. Who makes Monopoly? Mattel? Mattel is... Oh, it is, it is Hasbro. Yeah, you're welcome. Get the fuck out of here, you idiot. Oh, Parker. Oh, oh, Parker Brothers. That's what I was thinking of. It says Hasbro acquired Parker Brothers in nineteen ninety one. Huh? Oh, I thought you were going to say in nineteen sixty one. It's like it doesn't. No, I. So I. I first of all, I've never heard of Hasbro, but I have heard of Parker Brothers. That's what I was thinking. Anyway. If you guys want to invest in my new game, <laughs> <laughs> that's where we'll Has, go. Mainly Hasbro, not Parker Brothers. Uh, okay. Uh, so in round eight, you know, Tua and Dak, I, I watched that preseason game today after this post and saw Tua's first pass get intercepted and him have to make a tackle. And then I got worried about him. <laughs> but So here's what I'll say. I don't mind Tua and Dak Prescott in round eight. I think they'll be fine this year. but. You can get a couple rounds later, Daniel Jones at ADP, and I don't know why he's going after those guys. Both Anthony Richardson and Daniel Jones are going in, I think, round 9 or 10. Um, I'd rather wait for those guys. Um, I don't mind taking two and Dak in round 8, but I'd rather wait for those guys. I just think they have higher upside, um, and I'll just I like the value there. You can also get Jordan Addison in round 8, who we're high on, and who we talked about earlier today, Pat Fryermuth, uh, is a good pick in round eight if you don't have a tight end yet. So that's kind of my little bird's eye view of uh, the first half of your fantasy draft. I love it. I think that that's a great strategy to have. Um, I think, you know, if I was going to, my wife's going to be like, what do I do with this fantasy draft? You know, 10 minutes beforehand, I'll be like, <laughs> I'll go, I'll go right to the podcast. Say, here's the minutes where you should listen to well, Steven's Je- Steven's uh, simple, simplified draft strategy that I think could really help. Well, Jesse, you have a complimentary uh, subscription to uh, fantasy guides and it has a printable cheat sheet. So you could, you could just print one out for her. 
ahead I'm of time. Not, I'm not printing her any of my fantasy guides, <laughs> fancy stuff. I'm tired of trying to carry her in these fantasy leagues. It, it makes yeah. makes my team worse each year. All right. All right. Wanted to end tonight with, uh, we'll either do some listener questions or follower questions, but tonight we don't have those. So I'm going with an NFL trivia challenge here. I got these cards from Steven when I was over at his house and I got to be honest, I was kind of blown away by how much of this that he actually knows just kind of off the cuff. So I'm going to ask He's going to put me on the spot now. I'm not going to get any of them. (laughs) Well, I, I am actually saying that I, I think what we have to do is there's five questions on each card. So we're going to do all five. And Casey, I think this is a five for five. I'm going to say he goes five for five. And Casey, I want you to either you can agree or if you want, if you think if you think he's wrong, then you can come in with your uh, your answer. But let's hey, go. I'll put my I'll put my arm. So, you know, the listeners at home, Casey, I'm going to put my arms up like I'm going to back like this so you can tell I'm not Googling anything. Mm. Yeah, he's just yep. relaxing. Right now. Just yeah. relax. Put those arms okay. back. All right. All right. Here we go. I, I'm expecting five for five, Stephen. And and also Great. try and make a little pause so that, you know, the the Dave and Andrew and everybody listening at home can oh, try and that's... answer these questions, too. Because you all, he'll answer it before I even finish the question. <laughs> and I'm like, hold on. OK. All right. Number one, the 49ers all time top 10 in a single game receiving yards list includes just one tight end. Who is he? All t- in one game. Single receiving game yards. receiving yards. Yep. Top 10 all time includes one tight end. Who is he? Well, I have an answer. I have an so answer as well. All right. Well, um, that was I'll a go. long enough pause. Yeah. Okay. George Kittle. I'm going to go Casey. with Vernon Davis. Oh, oh Vernon Davis. <laughs> nope. George, George Kittle was correct. Damn. All right. Okay. Fact or fiction. Donovan McNabb led the Eagles in rushing with 629 yards in the year 2000. Correct. I'm going to say false just because one of us. Has to okay. So right. Casey's Casey's over two. Are you trying Casey? Are you, you don't have to disagree with them just because <laughs> Steven's two for two. You uh, don't understand how this works. I have to disagree. with. <laughs> Do you want to win or not? No. <laughs> All right. Okay. See, I, I told you two for two. What Super Bowl winning quarterback retired in 1995, having engineered 31 fourth quarter comeback victories during his NFL career. Retired in 1995. 31 fourth quarter comeback victories. Did they say Super Bowl winning quarterback? What Super Bowl winning quarterback? Yep. Retired in 1995. Uh, I'm going to go. Oh, no, he didn't win a Super Bowl. I think. All right. Well, I know it's an NFC quarterback. So we can we can. That's true. It is an NFC quarterback. Um, I'm going to go with Super, uh, Super Bowl winning that, 1995 fourth quarter go, comebacks. Read, this is not read, a trick question, Stephen. Read it one more time. What Super Bowl winning quarterback retired in 1995, having engineered 31 fourth quarter comeback victories during his NFL career? Mark Rippon. I'm gonna go with Joe Montana. Okay, oh, so it is Montana. What? <laughs> I don't you know. know what? I, you know I was what? I'm not trying to trick you, Mark Rippin. Mark well, Rippin. Well, because you what know what is I did? wrong with you. Well, because I thought of Montana with the Chiefs. I was like, <laughs> so I, I did the stupid thing where I went NFC because they are the only teams that won a, a Super Bowl. 
I don't know how I missed that up. You're the only person in the world that thinks Joe Montana and goes, Chiefs. Because <laughs> well, I, I remembered he retired. I, I literally thought of him. I went, yeah, he, he retired in 95. But I just like had Chief in my, in my head. Oh, so. God. Damn it. That's All a- right. Well, yeah, I just ruined the whole thing. It doesn't yeah. even matter if I get the, the next couple you, right. I got you that say, one wrong. You say you ruined it. I say you made it perfect. Thank God <laughs> for that question. Okay, Steven, <laughs> let's rebound here. What former Alabama star quarterback went on to become the first in pro football history to pass for 4,000 more yards or more in a season? Alabama quarterback? Mm-hmm. He was the first the first quarterback in the NFL to pass for four thousand yards. Why can't I do, see the college stuff? I don't. I don't remember. Well, just who who was the first quarterback to pass for four thousand yards? Don't worry about the Alabama thing. Uh, see, I would have guessed like Dan Marino, but he played at Pitt. Well, then you know um, it's not Dan Marino. I, I do know it's not Dan Marino. <laughs> I'm having trouble coming up with this one too. Um, All right, let, let us know. Is it pre? Well, didn't you guys? Didn't you is guys it, tell me for a long time there there was only one good Alabama quarterback that ever made it in the NFL? It was a lot long time ago, long long but, time ago. But it was pre nineties. Why can't I picture the Alabama? Oh, this is this is wait, yeah, he's the first oh. ever to pass for four thousand. Okay, yards. I'm gonna. I have a guess. Okay, go ahead, Case. Fran Tarkin. Okay, Stephen. I don't even have an answer. I don't. I don't know. Joe Namath. You See, I didn't know where four thousand. I thought you guys would have got that. I think you know, I that I think that's one of the. I think that's the only one I would have gotten so far. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you're gonna go way back, it's gonna We're be gonna hard miss for me a to lot know. more with it. Well, I'll know maybe some of the NFL stuff, but like I think the college part. Like I, I, I don't know where a lot of those old, old like '60s players went to college. Well, I think for a really long time, Joe Namath was the only good. Alabama quarterback like I, I think that's why I was th- so thrown I was like having a hard time coming up with an Alabama quarterback <laughs> right yeah way back in the day okay last one factor fiction the first touchdown pass of Peyton Manning's NFL career was to wide receiver Marvin Harrison I'm just gonna go uh I'll go fact I have no idea though I'll, Casey? I'll, go, I'll go fiction <laughs> disagrees uh that one that one's fact so so what are we giving we're giving so steven three, i got two fi- i got two uh 50 50 multiple choices right and <laughs> and i missed joe montana sweet three of three of five well you know we'll come back next week stronger okay steven yeah yeah you know it wasn't my best showing you were in your head i mean who the hell thinks of <laughs> joe montana and goes oh yeah i remember he's with the chiefs <laughs> I it was one of those things I moved off of him so too quick because I was like, well, no, let's see, it had to have been an NFC quarterback, and I'm like, oh, Montana, I remember that game where five to ten, Stephen, oh. we will never oh. forget. No, I probably tried to blo- block him from my memory from that Super Bowl. All right, guys. Well, I think that's it for tonight. Make sure you tune in next week. We'll have some more preseason reactions, and KC uh, will get into some NFL Cover Zero and some headlines. He is working on a new sound panel. We're all very excited to hear more than six different sound bites that he can put in there. If, <laughs> yeah, if he might can, get like there might be eight. I've heard. <laughs> he might get a double digits. 
If you want to reach out to us, you can always contact us on social media with questions. Uh, we are all on Instagram. Steven is at Fantasy Guides. Casey's at NFL Cover Zero. And I am at Debbie Rookie Watch. For Steven, Casey, and myself, thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this podcast, the best way to help us out is to refer a friend. And please rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't done that yet. We'll catch you all next week. Peace. Later. Show Montana. <laughs> Mark Rippin. <laughs> <laughs> sounded just like Matt Gaming. <laughs> I oh man, s- have you watched that? That there's another movie that holds up. I was gonna ask, does it hold up? <laughs> oh, it hold, Team America: World Police. If you, I bet, I bet Jacob and and uh, Andrew don't even know what that is. AJ, if you haven't seen Team America: World Police, you haven't lived. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>